It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, made it to a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Oh, wait a minute. It's Thursday. Watch Tony Burke in studio today. I got my days confused again, John. (sighs) This retired guys. We never know what day it is. Welcome to the show. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio on this Thursday, December 8th. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Kind of a yucky day out there. But, but we're uh, busy today. We're busy. We're real you, busy. You got to coach two games and then jump, put the headset on, sit next to me tonight for St. X and Manuel, a varsity game. First St. X basketball game right here on the Big X tonight. 7.30 uh, tip-off, 7.15 pregame. The Tigers and the Crimson. Come on over at 4.30, watch the freshman game, stay at watch 6 Tony's for the JV freshman. game. Uh, and Nate's JV. And the varsity. And if not, you just listen to me and John. That's right. It's a beautiful night. You can stay home, watch the Raiders and the uh, Brams, and listen to Tony and me. That's exciting, too. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. 502 384 1450. I almost didn't laugh. 384 1450 is the number to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well. 502 414 1450. Don't forget, right now, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. Or a steak and egg burrito with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. All you have to do is become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line today, 502-414-1450. I'm going to talk about this quickly in, uh, in, in a short window here. Brittany Griner. WNBA star on a plane back to the United States has been released from her Russian prison. It was a prisoner exchange. Russian arms dealer Victor Bout was released. Uh, the the trade-off happened in Abu Dhabi. Not Scooby-Dooby, Abu Dhabi uh, this morning. And Brittany Griner, after 10 months of detention in a Russian prison, is on her way home, maybe home by now, but she is at least on her way home. That is great news. Uh, I see a lot of people on Twitter upset. That's not a fair deal. We gave them back an arms dealer for a basketball player. Look, we got an American citizen who was in been in prison for ten months for having a vial of of marijuana on her person at the airport. Big mistake, yes. Prisonable imprisoned mistake. I don't think so. This was uh, Russia trying to be strong-handed and trying to get a prisoner back, and they did. But the good news is Brittany Griner is coming home. Yes, uh, the former Marine Paul Whelan, who's been in Russia for four years in prison, did not get released. Uh, They still think he's a spy over there. Whether he is or not, none of my business. It's above my pay grade. It's sad that he didn't get out, but uh, it's been chronicled that the America is still doing everything they can to try to get him out. But, Tony, good news here today is Brittany Griner will be reunited with her family before Christmas. Yeah, anybody in a Russian prison doesn't, you know, matter. Usually doesn't deserve to be there, especially an American. Yeah, and the people who would complain if something happened to them and they were in a Russian prison, they would want to be exchanged for an arms dealer, too. So celebrate this. Yes. Just celebrate it because uh, this is a great day for uh, – the sports world in America, but a great day for America in general. Uh, and and kudos to whoever it was behind the scenes that made this happen. Any sports going on? No. 
Yeah, we, we don't have anything to talk about. No, do we? we're going to go back to talking about Scooter leaving his cars in the his keys uh, unlocked in his car. That's whose car that was. I Jeez. saw there the other day. Uh, it's going to be. You should have taken it. It was running out front here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he's. I know he's in here two hours today. So I don't know what's going on. I'm in here six hours today. Uh, well, that's okay. You don't have to be in here tonight. Uh, Trevor. Trevor called me last night. He'll be. He'll be in for my game tonight, even though he is apparently on his deathbed. Love to hear it. He's, he sounded good yesterday. He wasn't wheezing anymore. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. I think the Cheetos really helped that I sent it. Uh, Louisville will announce Jeff Brom as the new head coach today. The uh, worst kept secret in the history of secrets. I mean, we knew this Monday um, after Josh Hurd met with uh, Brom and his people somewhere between, I love this, somewhere between Indianapolis and Louisville. Where do you think that meeting took place? Bloomington. Oh, that would be kind of weird. Maybe Seymour? Seymour what? Seymour Butts? I knew that was coming. <laughs> Sellersburg? How about Sellersburg? Maybe at French Lick. If it happened in Sellersburg, <sighs> I, I live in Sellersburg. That would be disappointing. What's in, where, what is in Sellersburg where they could have stopped and had a little lunch and nobody would have noticed that uh, the Purdue head coach and the Louisville athletic director were hanging out? Uh, to stay with the Butts theme, rubbing Butts. Barbecue. Okay. I think it's time to restart in the show time. in yep. three, two, one. Here's the problem: the U of L Athletic Executive Athletic Association Executive. Wow, three, two, one. The Louisville Athletic Association Executive Committee and Board of Directors have to meet before this can be actually finalized, and they have chosen not to meet until four o'clock today. I can't imagine, Tony. This is anything more than welcome in. Let's get the media out of here. Let's uh, here, here's the paperwork. Everybody, just put your John Hancock on it, and let's get this over with. Yeah, it had to be done. I mean, little little part fa- of the process that I don't understand, but it's got to be done. Yeah, there, there are certain steps that I guess just have to be done. But uh, I know the Louisville fan base, uh, you know, would have it would have been catastrophic. Yeah, he they did not sign him. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care who would have came in here. They would have lost. I heard a guy turned on another radio station just to hear the Louisville people, and a guy said him and his brother were the guys in the end zone with the fence, the defense, and his brother had been doing it. And he said, I'm not going to come back next year. And when they, they said they're going to hire Brown, he said, nope, have my tickets back. So that's the mentality I see at the University of Louisville right now. Hopefully Jeff Brown can come in and, and do the stuff. They're the first family of – Sports in yeah, Louisville, absolutely. And we were at a Hall of Fame thing the other night, yep. and you know that Louisville was Catholic the, Hall of Fame induction. That was the whole scuttlebutt, you know. And Oscar Brown was there, and Kent uh, Taylor was great. Kent was great, kind of, sort of jokingly said, "Oscar, you got any news for us?" And uh, you know, he says Oscar knows nothing. Oscar knows nothing Oscar. at the end. He goes, "Hey, Oscar." <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you know, Oscar? Nothing. I don't know anything. As he put a phone to his ear, I don't know anything. I'm just on the phone here talking. Um. We knew this was coming down the pike. This is the third attempt here. And I, if I had one question to ask, by the way, press conference will follow the meeting. I'm going to guess the 4 o'clock uh, Athletic Association board meeting where they're just going to sign the paper. I would say press conference 4.30-ish, maybe even earlier. Uh, remember, Louisville's playing volleyball today in the NCAA tournament. They're going to play at 1 o'clock, and then they're going to play tonight. So I, I got a feeling Josh Hurd would want to get this press conference over with so he can get to the evening session. I, I believe, John, the game's around 2.30. They're playing the second game. 
what I right. heard. Right. Okay. okay. All right. But, but then they have a night game as well. It's it's, it's you win and you play right. again later okay. tonight. I'm just going to say. So I think they're trying to get this press conference in the in be, in the uh, in between session there. I thought they would do it this morning, but I guess the uh, committee didn't want to wake up early enough to get in there at eight o'clock and sign the paperwork. Uh, the press conference, I believe, and do not quote me on this, open to the public. It's going to be uh, at the stadium in the. Uh, Formerly the Brown and Williamson Club, now the Angels Envy Club. Uh, it's a lot of space there. Tony, what kind of crowd shows up for a Jeff Brom introductory press conference today? Somebody that's desperate. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really have nothing to do. I, I mean, yeah, I, I would be excited. I mean, you I'll know, be there. Little, little fan, yeah, excited. But I can't imagine changing your plans to go out to cheer. Taking off work early. Time. You're going to see him plenty. You're going to hear from him plenty, and hopefully. Uh, it's going to do a phenomenal job. He, he's done a great job at Purdue. He's an offensive mind. Um, you got a lot of guys that pulling their name out of the portal, uh, some Louisville guys doing that. The negative uh, – here's the negatives. Reuben Owens, number one running back in the country, decommitted and all of a sudden quickly committed to Texas A&M. Cash. Now, was this already in the coffer before the Satterfield thing? Because, man, this happened awful quick. Yeah, I – you really have to think it was going to happen if it did. Yeah, I think it was going to happen A&M before. notorious last year, paying a lot of money for players and free agency in college football. That's what it is. And Louisville loses out on one of the best recruits they'll ever get. Kid from Texas. Yes. Decommits and goes to Texas A&M. And, and when it's Jimbo, you always raise your eyebrows a little bit. Yeah. Man, and, how do you get and, this kid to decommit? And A&M had a great year this year under Jimbo's wow. $800 million contract. Hmm. Ooh, I don't know about that. Was a that. harsh, wasn't it? Pierce Clarkson has a, apparently taken all of the Louisville logos and stuff off of his Instagram bio. I don't think that's a good sign either. No, these guys. But this is Jeff Brom. He's going to get other guys. No, he's going to get guys to transfer in from Purdue. I'm guessing you're going to. He, he, he's going to do fine. He's just going to lose these guys that were going to come in here and play for other coaches. It's who recruits you. They're not coming to the University of Louisville to play football just because they love the University of Louisville. It's the guys that they are don't. recruiting them. It's the guys that are getting them the NIL deals. It's all that is. It's, it's just what college football is now and college sports. It's do you have enough money, John? I go. But to Tony, the, I would think those NIL deals would still be in place, and that would that would lean toward those guys keeping that commitment. Right. But I don't think the NIL money goes. The other way. people come in behind them, and say we can we can do better. I mean, I, I'm telling you, they're they're it's the number one running it's, back it's in the country. All cheating. It's, it, no, no, <laughs> well, but, it, it but it's, it's it's legalized cheating. I mean, it's legal to cheat now. Brian Brown will coach Purdue in the Citrus Bowl on uh, January second against LSU. So Brian will get his opportunity. Actually, this is sort of an internship. I'm going to get to run the team through the month and then coach them in the bowl game. What do you and, think about that? And then go to the University of Louisville. Well, yeah, but it's, it's sort of a, a head coaching tryout, a one-month head coaching tryout. Well, I think a lot of these jobs are these, John. All these coaches are leaving. All the players are leaving. Uh, I heard there's 38 quarterbacks in the transfer portal. 38. Yeah. And, and we hear, uh, well, we'll talk about Graham Mertz a little bit uh, in the next segment. Uh, there's 3,000 kids in the transfer portal. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Kentucky, by the way, did get a commitment uh, moments ago, less than an hour ago, out of the transfer portal. Offensive lineman Tanner Bowles 
from uh, Alabama, a Kentucky kid, coming back home. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I don't know how much he played at Alabama. Well, if Alabama recruits you, yeah, at you, least you're probably at least pretty as good. a high school senior, you're pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty good. Um, so Louisville press conference today, four thirty ish, probably I think open to the public in the Angels Envy room, uh, in the Angels Envy section of uh, Cardinal Stadium. Be there or be square, I guess. Are they serving? Uh, are the concession stands open? Well, eight fifty beers. Well, I. I Probably not. Probably not. But you know who the happiest guy in the world is that Jeff Brom's coming in? Kenny Payne. You're exactly right. I said this yesterday. Kenny Payne, they don't play till Saturday. So basically a week off. They played on Sunday. Uh, no games. and but the, but the fan base and the media is not even thinking about Louisville basketball right now. What, Brian, what uh, Jeff Brom has done and has given Kenny Payne a one-week break here. I was talking yesterday with my brother-in-law, who's from Cincinnati and has friends in Cincinnati. And a guy called him and said, what about this Scott Satterfield? What do you think? And he told me, he goes, I don't think it's a step up. It's a lateral move. And I don't think you're going to be excited about a guy that's not real flamboyant. He's not. That is coming in and. He gave the exact same speech at Cincinnati to the players that he gave at Louisville when he came to Louisville. I mean, if you watched it, it was sort of – it's like he pulled the speech out from five years ago and said, yeah, this one will work again. I'll just fill in – just change the names to protect the innocent here. And Louisville fan was like, oh, Satterfield's leaving? Yay. Cincinnati, I hate to be that way, but I, that's the people I heard and the people I heard talk. We're happy when Satterfield said he was going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati had to come up with $8 million to, to pay the buyout. You tell me Louisville didn't smile at that. Thanks for helping us pay our new coach. I just now Louisville probably had to pay well. a buyout to get Jeff Brom out down here as well. So, but I think it was only a million dollars. Well, I don't know because sure I'm sure right. Jeff had in his contract. Hey, if Louisville calls, uh, it's a lot less than any uh, Louisville or Notre Dame calls. I'm guessing it's a lot less than anybody else. I would imagine that was the truth. He's too. big. Look, you're not going to lose Jeff Brom. He's going to be here for a while, and that's that's the thing I think the fan base is mo- most excited about after Bobby and Bobby 2.0 and John L. Smith and Charlie Strong and fill in the blank here. All of a sudden, you got a guy that you think is going to stay for as long as he wants to stay. I, I agree with And that. not going to be lured by other jobs. Although I think Notre Dame could probably lure him any other job. He's not going anywhere. And maybe at this point of his life, that wouldn't maybe even Maybe he's 51 years old. a family, your mom and dad are here, your brother still has a home here. I, we talked, yeah. I know he's talked about Greg. I see Greg all the time. He comes back in town. Um, you know, Brian played at Louisville, Greg played at Louisville, and Jeff was a star at Louisville. And Oscar so, played at Louisville. Yes. So it's a lot more than just coming home. It's bloodlines and it's everything else. And I, I think it's something they had to do, and they did it, and they finally got the guy that they need to coach the program. While we're talking about college football, Kentucky's Chris Rodriguez announced that he will not play in the Music City Bowl, so no Will Levis, no Chris Rodriguez. Iowa's down to their third-string quarterback. Kentucky's down to their second-string quarterback. What's your guess on the over-under in the Kentucky-Iowa Music City Bowl? Well, I heard they're only going to play one half. Uh, (laughs) So, no, I – Gosh, John. Maybe each team should get the ball at midfield to start each draft. 33 was the over and under. It's got to be 
20 It's going to be close to 30. It's yeah. got to be right about 30. And the spread on the game, how do you like threads? And me and you, we're in a little. I think I will be favored by two or three. You know, it's hard to say. I believe. Recreational purposes, me and you are in a thing where we pick games straight up. We pick bowl games. How can you pick these bowl games in advance? It's Because brutal. nobody I, knows who's playing. I told Scooter yesterday I'm going to, um, and I'm not going to do completely 100%, but most of these bowl games, I'm just taking the points. Probably good. I'm just call. taking the points because you don't have any idea who's going to be playing. Uh, Vegas knows. And oh, they, wow. they're, know, the doing, they, spread, they're paying people big money. If you look at a programs. point spread that looks crazy, believe me, Vegas knows who's not playing in that game. You're exactly right. I will right, we'll take a break. Come back. College basketball to talk about Indiana with a uh, impressive win last night. Trace Jackson Davis uh, put up some crazy numbers. Things. Uh, that have rarely been seen at Indiana University. NFL football tonight. Is this Liam Cohen's last game as OC for the Rams? We'll talk about that. And baseball free agency continues to throw some crazy numbers at us. All that and more, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. Scott Spears in the studio. Tony Burke joins me on this Thursday. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. E-me, error on Spears. The volleyball, uh, if the Cards win today, apparently is Saturday as the next game, not tonight. E23 on Spears. E20, that's a, that's a lot of ease. I got a lot of errors in my life. But uh, thanks to the uh, texter for that uh, information. So they won't be in hurry. See, I need them to be in hurry-up mode on this press conference because I got to get the manual tonight for the basketball game. So hurry it up. Texter says, will Brom get local high school players? Already does. Yeah, and you brought up a point in the break, Tony. Uh, To me, he's already got relationships with these high school coaches. He's plucked guys from Louisville before. Rondell Moore, Milton Wright from Christian Academy, Rondell Moore from Trinity, uh, other players along the way as well. He's already got relationships. That's something Scott Satterfield didn't do, was was build strong relationships with local high school coaches. Brom already has that, and uh, he'll continue to to make those uh, bonds stronger, I think. I think definitely. And it'll be harder for U.K. to get guys out of this uh, city. I, I agree with that, too, because U.K. has pretty much taken over the recruiting out of the city of Louisville, and the city of Louisville has gotten much better with Division One players. So I, I think Jeff Brom will, yeah, he already has connections. People know Jeff Brom around here. And even though he was at Purdue, there's still a lot of connections around here. And, you know, Scott Satterfield, I don't know. I, I, I never understood that hire. All right, let's stay on football. Why not? Rams and Raiders tonight. The Raiders. Raiders. Now, this looks like a ter- another terrible Thursday night game, and maybe it'll turn out to be that way, Tony. But the Raiders were 2-7 and seven at one time. They're now 5-7, and seven, playing a Rams team tonight the, on the road, even though it'll it, – watch that game tonight if you have Amazon Prime. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. But – this is going to feel like a home game for the Raiders because SoFi Stadium, whether it's the Rams or the Chargers, the other fans get in. And you watch tonight. This is going to sound like a home game for the Raiders. The Raiders right now are 
favored in this game by about a touchdown, six, six and a half. That's what I have, six and a half on mine. That's a little surprising, although we don't know who the Rams quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be John Wolford, the backup, or is Baker Mayfield going to get the start tonight two days after he gets in the building for the Rams? Good reason to bet the Raiders. Either way. I'm... I already did. <laughs> but here's the thing. The Raiders were 2-7. and seven. They won three in a row. Are they going to get in the playoffs? Because look at the schedule, Tony. At the Rams tonight, they've got the Patriots at home. They go to Pittsburgh. Then they got the 49ers at home and the Chiefs at home. And remember, week 17 or week 18, those Chiefs might have already clinched the number one spot. They might not be even playing their starters. So there is a legitimate shot that the Raiders go at least 9-8, and eight, maybe 10-7, and seven, win their last eight and get into the playoffs. Well, they came on Should last I bet year. That? They, I don't know if I'd bet that, but <laughs> they came on late last year and really got it going. So, pro football standings have been kind of interesting this year. So that schedule does set up for an yeah. up, it. Looks it looks tough at the end with the 49ers yeah. and the Chiefs. 49ers but, don't have a quarterback. They've got Brock Purdy. They're gonna they're gonna roll with Brock Purdy right now. They got a great defense, but they're gonna roll with Brock Purdy. Uh, they brought in Christian McCaffrey. They got Debo Samuel, as you well know. So, I mean, the, the Niners are still the Niners, but that may not be a must win for the Niners. All games now are, are playoff games for the Raiders. And they're 3-0 and basically in their playoff games so far, so far. And I expect them to take care of the Rams regardless of who plays quarterback tonight. There's no Cooper Cup. He's hurt. Um, you know, Henderson got released. Cam Akers, I guess, is the number one running back. He's been kind of beat up. And, and Matthew Stafford's in concussion protocol. He may. I'd be. I'd be shocked if he. Play, he's not going to play the rest of the year. Why play? I wouldn't be surprised if this is it for. Uh, he's won his Super Bowl. He's got a lot of wear and tear on that body. Just goes to show you, one year everything goes right. You sell. You know, you sell out to win it, and then the next year you get guys hurt, and everything kind of goes in the old commode there, and. It, it's, boy, one of the worst turnarounds, I guess, and is, is Sean McVay. I, I heard them talking about him maybe leaving and going to the broadcast booth. Yeah, I well, the Rams are hamstrung over the next several years. They gave up all the draft picks to get these guys in here, like uh, Aaron Donald, uh, like Matthew Stafford. I mean, they're hamstrung. They've got no money, and they've got no draft picks. So they're hoping at this point Baker Mayfield works out because at least they'll have a quarterback for the next couple of years until they can actually free themselves financially and get some draft picks in there. Yeah, it's just uh, it's, he, it's falling apart in L.A. And here's a crazy number. This game started the original spread. How would you like to have this uh, middle? Rams minus five. Wow. It's now Raiders minus six and a half. That's a pretty good middle. That's a pretty solid middle. <laughs> Uh, anybody wins by four or less, I win both ways. Um, <laughs> that, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But Stafford was rumored to be coming back. Then he's put on hour. He's done for the year. Um, you know, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, all of a sudden they're potent again. And they're thinking, I went, we win this game like we should. We're six, we're six and, and seven. seven. We're we in the playoff. Win another one. We're, we're right in this thing. And uh, they got the weak, weak, weak Pittsburgh Steelers coming up. <laughs> That's a shot. Scooter's at Scooter. not listening. He's yeah. not listening. No, I'm not. 
Uh, by the way, NFL news, and I guess uh, I'm a little more excited about this than, than uh, anybody else. Former St. X Tiger, uh, Desmond Ritter, going to start next week. The Falcons are on a bye this week, but he's going to start next week against the New Orleans Saints. Marcus Mariota going to go to the bench as the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. What do you think? Well, it's probably the right time of the year if you're going to do it. You've kept him and learned under uh, Mariota, and you're paying him a lot of money as a high draft choice. So, and your season's pretty much in the where everybody thought the Falcons would <laughs> in be the, in the tank. Yeah, so actually, a, Tony, they're five and eight. They've played well. They're a this game year. and a half behind Buck the Buccaneers. Well, that's a good point. I didn't They're even not think about out of it. If the Buccaneers lose the other night. Buccaneers got to go to San Francisco this weekend. So if they lose that one, they're six and nine. Uh, Atlanta five and eight. That's or they're six and seven. Excuse me. Atlanta five and eight. It would be a one game difference. Yeah, I'm looking at the standings right yeah. here, John, and, and you're correct, man. The Falcons are not done. So this is not a we're going to see what we got kind of move. This is a more of a we need to win games and have a chance to win our division and get in the playoffs move. Let me do this real quick. Falcons lost uh, games played, win or lose. Every yep. game has been within four. Yeah. and Well, one at six. They won by 14, and the Bengals killed them. Every game's been close. Yeah, and here's the other one that I wanted to talk about with you because you're a Vikings fan. Vikings are 10-2. and two. I Detroit know is 5-7. and say. seven. Detroit's a two-point favorite over the Vikings. I saw that. Vegas has no respect for Minnesota. No respect, and, uh, and the, uh, the Lions always beat them By the way, in Detroit. I picked the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl. You did. And I also you picked, picked the Chargers. Cousins. I'm a, I'm, look, I'm, I'm in the minority, but I've always been a Kirk Cousins fan. The uh, Vikings have won their games by 16. That was the opener against the Packers. 4, 3, 7, 8, 8 again, 3, 3, 7, and 5. They win close games. And what did my good buddy Bucket say back in the day? They don't take pictures of them. They just write them down. Their two losses are by 17 to the Eagles and by 37 to the Cowboys. Now, that was just uh, you know, one of those days that uh, had a bad day. <sighs> one o'clock Sunday in Detroit, Ford Field, Detroit's two-point favorite. It kind of makes you think, i got to take the Lions. Yeah, or you have to bet the Lions. Does it, doesn't it scream, i got to take the Lions? All right. Major League Baseball, we'll talk uh, about the Indiana win in the next segment. Major League Baseball, free agency's been crazy. Talked about Aaron Judge yesterday. He resigns with the Yankees, nine years, $360 million. He will be 40 when that contract ends. Yesterday, Xander Bogarts, last night, uh, it felt like he was in discussions to stay with the Boston Red Sox, and all of a sudden, no. He's going to San Diego, 11 years, $280 million. Tony, he's 30 years old. He'll be 40 at the end of this contract, and he'll be you know, almost 41 when this contract ends as a shortstop. Um, you don't see a whole lot of 40-year-old shortstops in the league. Machado. Machado at third. Tatis. 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 He's going to be in center field. They're yeah, going to move him move to him center, center field. field. Juan Soto will be in right field. I mean, offensively. You look at that lineup, Jake Cronenworth is going to be playing first base. You look at that lineup, and you go, where's the hole? There is not. No, there's not. And I, I think the insanity has hit the, hit the MLB with all these contracts, giving these guys Turner 
and Bogarts and these guys, these contracts. I wanted Trey Turner as a Cub fan. I really wanted Trey Turner. You need a lot as a Cubs fan. Well, but that would have been a start. Yeah. But, again, who's going to pay him that kind of money? That's what it boils down to. And – Who's going to open the coffers? It is crazy where this money comes from, that they have this kind of money and that they have it and they can pay it. What's our world, you know, sports world turning into? Okay. Aaron Judge, how many World Series in the next nine years do the Yankees have to win to make this contract worth it? No idea. They got to win. Merchandising. Two, three, three. Judge merchandise. I understand. Here come the judge. All rise. Everybody wearing their robes out in right center field. Ninety nine jerseys flying off the off the shelf. I get that. That's part of what pays his salary. But nine years, three sixty. You're expecting World Series titles. You better get them. And this is a team with Giancarlo Stanton and a guy like Josh Donaldson, who I don't know if he'll be back or not. He's not. He's if he takes his cap off, there's a lot of gray going on there. You got a bunch of guys that either hit a home run or strike out or walk. Now, that's a lot of the major league teams, but the Yankees have taken it to another level. It's a walk or a strikeout or a dinger. Well, and you hit it's, the dingers, you get the runs. It's more strikeouts than the other two for a guy like Stanton. Uh, if Judge turns into that, you're not – look, the Astros aren't afraid of the Yankees. The Astros are probably more afraid of the Mariners – or the Cleveland Guardians. They're not afraid of the Yankees. Well, what about the small market teams? There's no way they can get these guys. Tampa Bay always seems to compete. Well, no, I'm not saying there's certain teams that do. Yeah. You know, oh, Cleveland they can't get these, they can't pay these They're numbers. They're not. Yeah. They, you know, Yeah, the Reds don't have $360 million to throw at a guy for 9 years. You they know, don't have 280 million to throw at uh, Xander Bogarts for 11 years. The Mets they're on the pitchers, you know, of Mets, Verlander. That's signed Verlander Schultz. after they lose to Grom. They just restock, right? We yeah. lose to Grom, well, let's pick up Verlander. And what do, you know, the Rangers are spending money, but what are you doing when you're the Brewers and you're these? I think, and I know I'm going to mess this up, Josh Bell signed with the Pirates. How about that? He went home. He signed with the Pirates. Well, here come the Pirates. Here come the Buckos, Buck and uh, <laughs> Iroquois Park. Park. Here come the Bucks. Wow, we are family. They might bring Leland but back you're, too. But you're right. These, you know, the Royals. Royals won a World Series not too long ago. They can't sign any of these guys. No, the Tigers. They signed Javi Baez, or they got Javi Baez, uh, and that was not a good signing. But you, what you do, you you look at the scrap heap. Who's nobody signing? Right. Who's nobody signing? that has some run in them, that ha- doesn't have a lot of wear and tear, that can give us three or four years maybe. You know, and you try to sign them. The Washington Nationals did, you know, do such great thing years back, and now they, they, you know, they turned into a fire sale, and all their guys are gone. And those type of guys, teams, will they ever come back? Remember when the Marlins twice won a World Series in the late uh, late nineties, early two thousands, and Gary Sheffield and all those guys they had to get rid of everybody. It was a fire sale. They sign them, they get them in there for when they're young, and if you don't win it, then what have you done? They were lucky enough to win two before they had a fire sale. And, I mean, they were the bottom of the league the year after the, the yeah. World Series. Oh, yeah. They were at the bottom of the standing. And the, the, the fan base has to understand, look, we're going to do what we can to have that one year. 
And then we financially, we got to let go of all those guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's, what this world is now. It's not just the Miami Marlins. It's it's a whole bunch of team, a whole bunch of haves, and a whole a very few haves, and a whole bunch of have nots. So next year, when at, at, in August, when we're talking about who's going to the World Series, who are we going to be talking about? Dodgers, Mets, Padres. Yankees, Padres, maybe the Braves. Um, that's about it. Somebody Man. might creep in there, well, but it's because they're just Boston, doing phenomenal Boston things. signed Kenley Jansen as a closer, but uh, they've lost Ooh. all their offensive players. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's take a break. Basketball talk on the other side. The Hoosiers with a big win last night, a much-needed win. Don't want to start 0-2 in the conference. We'll talk about that and look ahead to the weekend of college basketball as well, and we'll get Tony's lock of the week. It's got to be from the Army-Navy game. That's the only college football game there is. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Wish I had a dollar every time you told me that. Wouldn't have to go to work today. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Evan Carnage. Scott Spears, Tony Burke in studio. Final segment of the day. Get to some basketball shortly. I, I saw this stat the other day, and Tony, you just pulled one up that sounds crazy. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy in 2016, six years ago. Stetson Bennett is a Heisman finalist this year. They were both born in 1997. And then your thing, uh, and, and I know COVID's made a lot of this stuff possible, but uh, Texas-San Antonio, am I right? Yes, sir, the Roadrunners. Me, me. Me, me. Their quarterback's coming back for a, what, 18th year? Frank Harris will be back for his seventh year. As, do his grandkids get to come to the game? Well, the whole family gets to come out, and then they, they have a party before the game. They have like a like a church picnic or something uh, before the game. Unbelievable. Oh, but I saw the Lamar Jackson thing and the Stetson Bennett thing. Does Stetson Bennett play in the NFL? No. Doug Flutie did. I know. I know, and I think he. I'm not saying star. Does he play? Does he make a? Does roster? he make a roster? Probably makes it for a couple years. Not talking uh, practice squad. Does no. he make an NFL roster? Well, as bad as the backup quarterbacks are, yeah. probably. You're right. They're bad. All right, Indiana beat uh, Nebraska last night, 81-65. The 14th ranked Hoosiers are now eight and one, one and one in Big Ten play. A much needed victory. You don't want to start out zero and two. I gave you the Hoosiers yesterday, Scooter. You're welcome. You did. Minus the 12. Trace Jackson Davis, 12 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, Mike Woodson put him back in the game to get a couple of uh, extra assists there at the end. Now, part of it was Nebraska was threatening to make it a close finish. The other part of it, I think, was, hey, somebody got in Mike Woodson's ear and says he needs two assists for a triple-double. And how many – IU Only the players? third time in IU history. Steve Downing and Jawan Morgan are the other two Hoosiers Morgan. Boy, to have uh, triple doubles. By the way, not fun, too long ago. Fun fact, I was actually on the call for that game, the Jawan Morgan one. You and Don Fisher? No, I was uh, I was doing it for Jacksonville Radio. Ah, I was color commentary. They were, uh, so it was against the Dolphins? Correct. Pretty Artists cool, Gilmore though. Plant? 
Artist, he, Scooter was the color before Artist down at Jackson. That's what I, no, I was. Artist doesn't do the road games. He uh, he was in uh, Freedom Hall for the yes, Bellarmine Jacksonville the game. championship. Yeah, game. I remember you telling Both me that. Games, Nobody man. in that section could see the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's big man. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is the first Division One player to have a points, rebound, assist, triple double. Also, have three or more block shots and three or more steals. Since Arizona's Luke Walton did it against USC in 2002. Wow. Uh, they call it a five for five. If you get five assists, I mean, I'm sorry, five block shots and five steals. That's been done in the NBA 22 times. So that tells you how rare of a feat it is. Triple double plus five steals plus five blocks. Uh, he was two blocks and two steals away from having that. It's a, it's a great night. For a guy that only scored 12 points last night. Mm-hmm. Give Trey Galloway a little love, too. Trey Galloway, 20 points. Uh, he's an energy guy, Tony. Hey, John, remember two weeks ago when you were like, oh, you're not going to get four three-pointers from Trey Galloway every night. Uh, I think that, it's going to happen more so than you think, pal. Is that, is, that oh. is that your spirit's that, impression? Yeah, it is. I think it's spot on. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and I agree with that. You're not going to get it every night. You'll you get, get it more times than you're you, thinking. You though. got it on one night. Enjoy it. Not two. That's two now. Trey Galloway with 20. I give him credit. I'm telling you, he's an energy guy. He brings it every night. Is he going to score 20 every night? No. But he's not going to have to. Uh, Tamar Bates, 19. Jalen hood Shafino did not play, Scooter. We were uh, uh, was wrong. We were up and down whether or not he was going to play. Uh, I give Mike Woodson credit. We're not giving you the information because if you get it, then Fred Hoiberg and Nebraska gets it. By the way, Nebraska's point guard – Stayed back at the hotel. Didn't play with an illness last night. They missed him big time, uh, especially at the start of that game. Indiana came out guns blazing. I think it was fourteen to two, really early, and they just uh, went on from there. Miller cop thirteen points. Indiana shot fifty three point three percent from the field, eleven of twenty five from three. You're going to win a lot of games, Tony, when you shoot fifty percent, forty forty four percent from three. Well, they add up threes, add up quicker than twos, right? That's why my years I have. What I heard. So no, when you shoot the ball well from three, it it, it is a difference maker at any level. And uh, when you shoot fifty percent, you're going to win a lot of games. You're Thir- right. Thirty-five, twenty-five rebounding edge for the Hoosiers as well. And this was one of those games, Nebraska, coming off a road win over arch rival and top ten Creighton in Omaha. And then going on the road to play a team that just got beat in conference. In conference, it's it's uh it's that was hard. That was going to be hard no matter who played for Nebraska to overcome last night. Uh, up next for the Hoosiers, the Arizona Wildcats Saturday ten thirty. Get yourself a nap if you're a Hoosier fan. Ten thirty on uh, Fox from live from Los. Vegas. Just make sure you don't start drinking too early, Scooter. Did you say 1030? 1030. Yes. Well, not AM. If it's AM, it's 730. Yeah, it's West Coast, baby. It's out in Vegas, baby. By the way, Don Fisher didn't do the game last night. He didn't. Uh, He was in Vegas to receive an award, was going to come back and do the game, and Indiana told Don Fisher, why don't you just enjoy your little vacation in Las Vegas? Uh, He took his golf clubs, by the way. I did hear that. And uh, Don Fisher out in Vegas, he'll uh, be on the call for Indiana right here on the Big X Saturday night, ten thirty. Indiana and Arizona. That's a that's a fun. That's one of those like fun that. matchups that uh, you don't get to see a lot. IU will play Kansas as well a little later this month. So 
Um, that that should be a battle. Arizona is good, not great. Uh, they won against a lot of bad teams early in the season, and they've dropped in the rankings a little bit. But a good test for how you going test. on the yeah. road playing a good team. So you, you get to get a little more knowledge about your team and where you're at. And I was really excited about that game, but not so much the ten thirty. Cool. Uh, Saturday, man. You I thought can party you were young. Day. I thought you were young. I am, but I work early on Sunday. Like <laughs> 7 a.m. early. 10.30 is rough. So watch the game. You're in bed by 1. Me and this guy sitting Good next Lord. to me work night work, work third shift, work so second soft. shift. We get three hours sleep and get up and go, baby. No, we went I'm... to the Purdue-Penn State game this year, got home at 3 a.m. and golfed at what time? 9? That's what, that's what the Remember big scramble was. We were standing there. I was driving down 65 at 3 o'clock in the morning going home. I meant to thank you all for coming. Easy, easy win. You are so soft. <laughs> Hey, you had a ringer. We didn't bring a ringer. We had a ringer, and he, he backed out on us. We had to bring somebody else. Uh, Kentucky basketball, they will be at home Saturday at 1 o'clock against the Yale Bulldogs. Yale's 8-2, and two, Tony. They just lost their most recent game to the Butler Bears up at Hinkle Fieldhouse. The Butler Bulldogs, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Up at uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse, 71-61. But it's still an 8-2 and two team. Uh, your thoughts? Well, first of all, the Bears out on Crumbs Lane. Yes, they are. Uh, my thought. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. That's <laughs> uh, a game you got to be careful of because Yale's the type of team that will be very disciplined. They and lost to Colorado by three. The Colorado team that's the only team beat that beat Tennessee, Tennessee so far. And they lost to Butler by ten. But when you look at the wins – yeah, I've looked at it. Yikes. They're not real impressive. Their game against John Jay was postponed. It's one of That's a scooter special. It's hard to play against one, one person. Guy, yeah. Um, but, you know, Kentucky will take care of business. <laughs> it's at home. But they've got to do they, – they've got a, the visual test. It's, it's been tough. It's been tough. And they, they have to show that they are – the talent they have, they can play with it. And you can't give me the excuse some of these guys have been hurt – some of these guys haven't played together. That's all you know what by now. And Cal's Kentucky, taking some grief here, Tony. Well, I was a guy that when people complained about him, always kind of said, you know, uh, it's he he does a good job. He, he does, but I don't think he coaches during the game. I mean, yeah. it, they, he has he has to have his handprint on everything. They stop, they set up the offense, and when they get going, there's 14 seconds left, and then they take bad shots. And it feels like it ends up with severe wheel or having to make a decision. And it's not severe Wheeler's fault. People get on him, but when the shot clock runs down, somebody's got to do something. Louisville and Florida State, 1 o'clock Saturday. I'm showing uh, no TV here. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. Florida State's 1-9. Louisville is 0-8. Uh, I guess that's why there's no TV. But it's in Tallahassee. Uh, I don't know what the spread's going to be. I'd guess Florida State would be about a five- or six-point favorite, but um, There's only, so far, if you're betting against Louisville, you're winning a little money. How many total wins are in that game? One. Oh, oh on the season? Yes. Whew. I'll go twelve. I'll go. Yeah, I was That's, thinking ten. Can or 12. you believe that? The University of Louisville and Florida State. Oh, uh, Leonard's having a tough year. And he, tough he's done. Year. A, you know, we weren't big Leonard fans back in the day, me and you. And, and Leonard's done a great job, but. Boy, the bottom fell out, and for both of them, that's got to be like an ACC network plus game it's, or something. Uh, I don't think, all it's, games I don't think it's even that. Yeah, I, I agree. Most games are on. I don't see it uh, anywhere. Does uh, Louisville have a chance in this game? 
I mean, I guess you have a chance because Florida State stinks also. Who did they beat? Mercer? Was it Mercer? I think it was because I looked it up and we talked about it. Um, I, I, yeah, they beat Mercer by nine. Where do you go? Where does Kenny Payne? What, what do they do? How does he try to keep the morale? Uh, that, is, that is probably the hardest job of all. And we've talked about this, and I talked to Ed about this, Tony. When, when Louisville got down 10 to Miami, when they got down 10 to uh, Maryland, that was it. I so mean, they packed job. it in. Yes. The, 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 you, you say it all the time when you're coaching the uh, body language. Body language is what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Body language that, that Louisville players give when they get down eight or 10. It, you just look at each other and go, it's over. Mm-hmm. They're not coming back because there is nothing in them that is going to allow them to come back. They've given up on this game. And there's going to be a game when L. Ellis gets in foul trouble early in the game. Oof. And then what's going to happen? Fabio Basili. I mean, I guess Mike James will take over the point guard duties. Zan Payne? I don't know what the answer is. Florida State has lost to Stetson, Central Florida, Troy, Florida, Siena, Stanford, Nebraska by 17, uh, Purdue only by 10, uh, Virginia by, only by 5. So they're way. playing better. So they're playing better here later these last couple of games, the Purdue game was uh, in Tallahassee. was part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They led that game for quite a while. I, I believe they Purdue did, came yeah. back and won 79-69. And then at Virginia in Charlottesville, tough place to play, came down to the end, 62-57 was the final. So maybe they found a little something. Um, maybe the spread might be more than five or six based on those last two games. Yeah, that's not a, a, a good trend if you're a, a Cardinal fan. Bellarmine Knights are at home 4 o'clock Saturday. They're going to take on the Murray State Racers. That's another one of those Scotty will play anybody games. They played at Murray last season, if I remember correctly. The Racers are 5-3, and three, including a win over Texas A&M, who has proven to not be that good so far this year. The Knights are 4-6. and six. Uh, I'll be there. That's a fun home game. Yeah, they. I, I tell you what, with the Knights, they're playing when they when they play these – Lower division teams are beating them by 40. The A-Sun teams have to be taking notice of what Bellarmine's doing. Yeah. And when they come in, when the regular season starts in the A-Sun, Bellarmine's got to be the, the the preseason now. I don't know what they were exactly before. But, man, those teams don't want to see Bellarmine. All right, I'm going to make it harder on you than usual. Usually you need to pick your own game for the lock of the week. There's only one game this week. It's Army-Navy. 3 o'clock Saturday on CBS. Navy is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The game is at Army, by the way. Oh, it's in Philadelphia. Thirty-two-and-a-half is the over-under. Navy, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Well, you had a great stat about the under. Oh, it's unbelievable. 26 years in a row. That's that. You you always say it can't make it low enough. Can't make it low enough. Can't make it low enough. Thirty-two-and-a-half. That's the lowest I've seen all year. And, and the guys in this and that room, was Iowa Minnesota and it did go under one under and I would take under but I'm picking the game yep and I've, I'm trending and I've been looking at who they've played and how the games have I like the midshipmen really do you like the middies I like the midshipmen oh I was want to take the points in this game because There's not I, a whole lot of points well it's still points because I I, I, I think it's a coin flip it's uh it's a rivalry game where 
you hear throughout the records, it's cliche, but I think you do throughout the records in this game. Yeah, I mean the records are almost the same. I'm five and seven and six and six, or not something like that. They're they're almost the same record. But take the midshipmen and ride me. I'm gonna finish. Strong. He's gotta he's gotta hit one. Uh, don't forget St. X Emanuel tonight right here on the Big X, 7.30. Tony and I will bring you the action starting at 7.15 tonight. Thanks for listening. Ed Peak in studio tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X.